0: And I'm Asabi. One and Sympathy.
1: Yes.
0: Hi, babes. How you going? Oh,
1: fabulous. Now that we've got a drink.
0: Again. I know. Hello. Beautiful Hello. Prosecco. Hello. A beautiful birthday gift from Melanie. Melanie. Yes. For myself back in November. Yeah. Almost. Well, I don't know when this is going Why to air. It'll be a while. More often. Well, I mean, if it's given to me, you know me. <laughs> I just don't drink that often. But. Um, Not that I don't enjoy the drink because I do. Let's test it. But this is a beautiful Prosecco. We've each got a little strawberry hanging in
1: it. Speaking of that, if there are any listeners out there who have any wines they want us to try or they'd like to give us, (laughs) please contact us via Instagram, even uh, via Twitter and our Facebook page. Yes. Now, Sammy, tell us about our guest for today.
0: All right. Our guest, The beautiful Jasmine Anderson. I'm looking at her and like making eyes (laughs) at her right now. I can't help myself. Um, (laughs) So Jasmine is a transgendered woman who is a full-time creative director at the Mirror Mirror Hair Artistry, and she's also a model. Jasmine transitioned into a woman over the past five years and is now a voice and mentor for the Brisbane trans community, and I would almost say for the greater community worldwide. At least that's the goal. Um, You can find her... Uh, Support page, Queensland Trans and Allies Support and Social on Facebook. And that page is a safe space for transgendered people and allies alike. So give that a tick and a like and a check. And especially if you are a transgendered person and you need to reach out to a mentor or just someone to talk to, Jasmine is here. Allies, anyone who is in support of the trans movement, the trans community, please get in touch. So Jasmine, welcome.
2: Welcome, hello. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Oh, <that> <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I've never heard
2: about myself so much in my service before.
0: I do have a sultry voice, so you know.
1: <laughs> and we'll also, um, so suggest. I've known you for a while. i met you through modelling and at Mira Mira Hair Artistry. What drew you to becoming a, a hair designer, a creative director for hair?
2: Um, so my mum's best friend growing up was a hairdresser and I used to go to the salon and sit basically, I would have been like maybe five or six and just observe everything that went on there mm. and I basically just volunteered to like sweep the floor which didn't so it's pretty ridiculous now <laughs> because it's the job no one wants to do.
0: But that's uh, how every person who gets into the hair, that's where they start. They start at yeah. sweeping floors, yeah.
2: I guess I'm somebody who likes a good chat and being able to make a difference to somebody's life. Um, when somebody looks in the mirror and they feel amazing about themselves, and I feel really rewarded from that experience.
1: Yeah. Mm. I feel like sometimes in the beauty industry, it's not, uh, we're called beauty therapists, but it's more therapy than totally therapy. Yes <laughs> By sitting there and letting somebody ex- expel all of their problems and issues mm. with the world and then walk away with a new do, whether it's on their face or whether it's on, the, on their head. Mm. It's like a, a massive therapy session for them. You know, I, I
0: once it. had a hairdresser that refused to talk to me. That she is bizarre. It is very bizarre. She wouldn't talk to me. And I think it was because of my accent. So this is back in America, but I have, a, I guess, what's considered a bit of a posh... American accent I don't know and she wouldn't talk to me at all yeah but then I think that
2: you know Mm. being able to you know being classified as a good hairdresser means that you should be able to adapt your interactions Mm. with the people that come in and sit in your chair so no matter what walk of life they are
0: exactly how old they are or Mm. And I only went to her yeah. maybe three times. You
1: gotta read people. You,
2: you, you <laughs> definitely yeah. do need to yeah. be yeah. able to read well, people. Well, and you have
0: to be open. Mm. You know, you can't criticize someone for where no. they come from, regardless of whether or not they're different than you. You need to be accepting. Well, you should be. I won't, like I say, you need to be, but you should be. But you so need to be. you're
1: mm-hmm. also a model as well as a creative director for uh, the Mirror Mirror Hair Artistry. We can find you on Instagram on Jasmine India Rose. Your latest shoot was. Gorgeous. Uh, it's probably a few weeks from what anyone's looking at it now, but you're wearing this beautiful uh, black dress with the, sort of like a bit of a is it chic sort of retro sort of style? Mm. Yeah. With the red roses. Oh yeah, mm. absolutely. I love that. I of your uh, modelling—they have a lot of themes to them. Is that something you deliberately do?
2: Uh, basically, I work in with whatever the photographer is wanting to achieve at that time, but I'm—I guess being transgender and trying to find your own style and your own identity i guess i'm more willing to be open and vulnerable um you know in maybe choosing fashion that i never had considered before or having to adapt because of because my body is basically changing. Uh, so suddenly, you know, I've gone from a size 8 and being really skinny to suddenly I'm this curvy woman and now I have to embrace what it's like to be a size 12 to 14 and and find what actually suits my body mm. within that.
0: Finding out you have hips now. Yeah, I have hips. Yeah, boobs. and and boobs. And boobs <laughs> and yeah. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being doing difficult push-ups.
1: <laughs>
2: I should have but known. <laughs> seeing my you know seeing my family history and all the women in my family are all quite you know curvy type women. Mm. I just assumed that maybe I you know because I had been small and short and skinny my whole life that maybe that was going to be the type of woman I was going to be, but. Mm. You know, hormones have got another idea. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yes. That's right. The X chromosome and you took over.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's amazing. I was born for the X chromosome. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) That's amazing. You recently had surgery um, on your chest. I did. You did. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) What does it feel like now compared to, say, five years ago when you made made that big decision? Oh, okay. So
2: all I can say is it's been an an amazing experience for my own Mm. self-esteem so you know I had my surgery in February and before that like up till that point even though you know I had been on hormones for like four and a half years um, you know I had grown breast tissue every time I looked in the mirror I still saw a boy's body staring back at me and you know, the dysphoria that comes from that is quite strong. But after I went in, even after I went in for my initial consultation actually, I left feeling like I was in good hands, somebody familiar with the trans community, somebody who basically put my mind at ease and said, hey, this isn't gonna be a, a really drastic or a hard process and yeah, now when I look in the mirror, I just see the jasmine that I should have always been from the start, basically. I love that. That's amazing. And I love my boobs. So.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, <helps>. Yes,
0: right? <laughs> boobs are great. And it took me a while to understand why men like them. But I mean, I love mine as well. And mine are unnatural. Well, maybe no, they're naturally large They're so just very big. Um, and I've thought of cutting them off I have literally thought of like since the time I was 13 I was like I just want to get rid of them but I've grown to love them and deal with them it makes shirt buying a little bit difficult but
2: yeah I can uh, understand that one yeah I have difficulty there as well
0: yep and suddenly I'm top heavy but you
2: know yes exactly. <laughs> we adapt we adapt to what we're given
0: exactly so now tell us a little bit more about the online community that you've created and what you're doing with that. How long has that been going now?
2: Um, I guess for maybe the last three years. And basically there are a lot of support groups or, or pages targeting trans women, but I found a lot of them had more of a niche market. So there was a lot that were, were attracting women maybe like 50 and above Mm. who obviously are coming into transition at a later age and then we had a lot of pages talking about trans youth but nothing to do with that sort of middle age group Mm. or you know the basically the age that i'm age group that i'm um, i'm in in my late 20s you know through to your late 30s i guess Mm where you're going through big life changes as it is. So a lot of people are trying to find relationships and and things more meaningful to them. And um, you know, a lot of those people have got young children as well because they've come out of previous relationships. So trying to to find a method in which we can support each other in a positive light. without kind of being too preachy about our own experiences. So, cause everybody's experience with transition is completely different. So I think trying to band together and show each other that, you know, hey, I've been through this and I've come out the other end and I'm confident and I'm happy and I'm comfortable and you can do that too, if you choose to. Um, that's basically what I wanted to achieve with the group.
1: I like how you touch on also educating people who are curious because we are going through such a change in the world that we live, and we're only going to get better as a community and as a whole if we listen to one another, and learn from one another, and I believe the Queensland Trans and Allies Support and Social, which is on Facebook, which you run, also offers educational yes help. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me.
2: Also, yes, mm-hmm. yes, for just for the cis population mm-hmm. as well friends and family of people who are transgender. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this as well is that the change isn't just happening to the trans person, it is happening to people within their circle as well. And sometimes we forget that even though things are hard on that person in particular, it can also be very difficult for other people as well. And if they don't have the right resources then they not getting the right information and as a result then quite often they're abandoning these people so if we can sort of get behind them and put them into touch with um you know medical professionals um you know psychologists things like that that we can help to educate the public as to why people are transgender and and basically the best way in which that we can support them that you know I think that's a good thing
1: it's only going to help everybody exactly yeah Yeah. we all want acceptance
2: every person in life wants acceptance so Mm -hmm. I mean you can't just demand that sort of acceptance you've got to be able to sort of meet people halfway I think
0: that's right you need to have understanding and acceptance Yeah. yeah yeah exactly all right on that note let's take a short break and then we'll be back with our wonderful guest Jasmine Anderson
3: Are you a grown-up who loves Disney? Are you a grown-up who wants all the facts? Are you a grown-up who spends copious hours arguing with friends and family about the deep intellectual properties of your favourite Disney movie? Do you want to delve deeper into the realms of Disney with us? I'm Stacey and I'm Georgina and,
2: and together we're Disney, Disney Grown-Up up.
3: We are the place to get all of the intellectual debate on your favourite Disney movie. Get all of those fun facts and a whole heap of raw reactions to all of those interesting Disney movie moments. You can find us where any good podcast is found or on our website, that's canonproductions.com. Join us for Disney grown-up. You know you want to. A oh,
2: That's Not Canon Productions podcast
1: and we're back jasmine i've met you multiple times not only have you done my hair uh, but we've done a few photo shoots together absolutely yes we have we have it's so fun i think even one of my favorite photo shoots i was wearing your outfits yes you are
2: good memory <laughs> i know right
1: so it's it so much fun now that's about the brisbane community as a whole um as artists we, we talk to a lot of amazing people that we know what do you feel about this brisbane community I feel like we are an untapped resource of oh, absolutely. talent. absolutely. Yes, there's a lot
2: of talented people within our community in Brisbane. So I think we're often underappreciated because a lot of people would rather, you know, I guess Sydney and Melbourne get a bigger... Um, You know more More recognition yes
1: Mm. maybe even after covid i've noticed there's been a lot more things coming our way
2: exactly yeah Yeah.
1: has you felt that shift with you being a model doing what you do
2: um yes i think so i think i'm more (laughs) i think probably because of my situation as well i'm probably a bit more in demand as well i think as the world becomes more comfortable with trans people then you know that doorway is held open a little bit more. So I think, um, you know, I, I want to show that trans people are in every walk of life. And just because you feel like you're uncomfortable and you don't fit in with society in your mind, doesn't mean you can't do what other people do. So, yeah, I'm in the beauty industry. I'm a model. I, you know, I don't, I don't pull any punches. Basically, I am who I am. And I want people to see that. And, and you know, if I can do that, then other people like me will also follow suit.
0: I feel that with everything that happened last year, so we had the pandemic, we had the George Floyd yep. incident, you know, I feel like the world sort of woke up, not to use the term woke. Oh,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really like that one, but... I feel that the world really sort of started to see things differently. Um, you know, BIPOC people were being more accepted, given more opportunities. LGBTQIA plus people were given more opportunities. I, and, and I feel that it took a tragedy for the world Absolutely. to sort of, and with every, like a tragedy uh, coupled with a pandemic because everyone was stuck inside. So all they could do was pay attention. And, and there yeah. were, you know, like uh, uh, there was, there were no other main distractions. So they had to see what was right in front of them and what was happening. And it really kind of it, it changed the way people were thinking and the way they were looking at things. And so uh, I'm assuming, did you feel that as well? Did oh, you? Yeah.
1: Yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Mm, mm. The
1: biggest shift happened. Yeah, last mm. year for sure. Did you shut down? How long? Before?
2: Um, uh, it only really affected us for three days. Luckily, what? I guess. I guess. I guess you know. The pe- people believe yeah. that hairdressing is a necessity. It's a sen- yes, essential <laughs> business. I mean, how can you look, you know, crap, or you know, you, you want to look good all the time? If you've got regrowth after two weeks, yeah, you know you're going to want to. Therapist
1: and there are women came back to see us after that 12 months when we were all kind of shut down, and there was hair that should not have been, <laughs> and it is <has> growing <laughs> a lot. I <I'd>, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to touch on my job, yeah. are we? Yes, are we? Mm. Uh, did you feel, obviously you had to wear masks and, and COVID-19 probably really did shift your uh, clientele a bit away. Yeah, definitely
2: affected my clientele. So, mm. um, you know, people still come, but it's been a little bit more sporadic. Um, people stretch their appointments a little bit further, so they didn't have to come in as come often. In as often um what's the average people are also probably down to one income in a household sometimes so that can also affect things so
0: what's the average age of your clients would you say so i have
2: a very wide clientele but i guess i would say i have the most people between like early 30s and late 40s maybe Uh, yeah early 50s
1: yeah okay that sounds right. So your life has taken a, a major... A lot of, I guess,
2: people with kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like at mothers. Yeah. If you get the mothers, you get the kids, and you get the husbands, and you get everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, the, it's, whole it's family. the best way to target them. Do
0: you <laughs> have a special, like, package deal for oh, families? You yeah. should.
1: <laughs> so your life has taken a major change in the shift that you created when you bes- decided or when you made that move to be a transgender woman. Moving forward from being a, a creative director and a hair... Dresser. what do you see yourself doing in the next five years? Obviously, you're still going to be a beauty creative.
2: I'll still be in some sort of creative field, for sure. Um, I, know, I know for me personally, without a creative outlet, I'll just go insane. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, it will be something creative, but I think maybe something that has further study. I'm not sure. I think I, think I need to reach out and do something that's going to affect my brain (laughs) Mm. and maybe create a bit of change in the world. That's what I want want to achieve.
1: I think you're definitely doing that already. I mean, that's really exciting. I can see you up on stage with a microphone in your hand.
2: That would be be nice.
1: Yes,
0: Yes, a motivational speaker perhaps. I could could get behind that one. Because your laugh is so infectious. Yes, it is. It's great.
2: And it's loud.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it. yeah. I think that's how you know that a powerful person is around, when they have a nice, loud laugh. <laughs> I used to get this so much trouble. I, I
2: do a
1: guffaw, like a... <laughs> like yeah. I track my head
0: back, yeah. and
2: people get so affronted by
0: it. Yeah, I cackle. And <laughs> I'm not... I can snort
2: sometimes. Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> I am <laughs> not ashamed, yeah not ashamed of the cackle at all. But okay. no, I think it's great. I think it's great. So... I, I have a strange question, <laughs> maybe. Have you ever done hair shows? Yes, I've yes. done
2: quite a few hair shows.
0: Yes, and what are they like? like I've never been to one. Okay, ever so ever. honestly,
2: <laughs> <laughs> the creative aspect is amazing, mm. but I would say it's highly stressful. That's, that's, the, that's the honest approach. Um, but at the same time, when you, when when you realise you've pulled it off at the end of the day... Mm. You know, you feel so amazing about yourself. So yeah. um, it comes with positives and negatives yeah. attached.
0: And now, do these? So I've got lots of questions. Do these hair shows include, like, like do you actually do a color during the show, or do you just do a cut? You, what do you,
2: you? It depends on the show, obviously. But yeah. some are cut and color. Some are creative, so they can be up styling, avant garde. Mm. Um, you know, whatever, sure. whatever. Wherever your creative mind allows you to go, basically. I was the
1: avant-garde mod- model for the Melbourne Hair Show in the late '90s. Yeah, no, mid '90s. <laughs> and, um, I had a full head of uh, dreads, Oh which yes. grey, purple, and yellow, and they were all wrapped up and down. And I came out on stage on a motorbike. <laughs>
0: so wait, did they? But did, did they put the dreads in during the show, uh, or, no, or? Avant- prior to? Okay prior, down, okay, prior. Okay.
1: Um, yeah be. oh my god those
0: dreads <coughs> were be. yeah they would be jeez that's yeah. a lot of hair yeah, i've had yeah. full
2: i've had it. my full head shows. braided before and that's heavy too mm. it's my waist length mm. braiding
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah no i had braids once but i just did like a little crop like the rachel remember the rachel, oh, that every yeah. rachel. so i had Everyone that, had that had hairstyle that mm. and just a little bob yeah it was great and that was a pain in the ass at- because i mean i have short curly hair that just sits on top of my head that doesn't come down so having hair that was, like, in your face and down, I was like, oh It would be, yeah. Yeah, be, it was it, annoying.
2: Be, to get used to,
3: I think. Mm, oh, mm. We could talk about hairstyles forever, but I'll <laughs> a short break. Why didn't Harry just shoot Voldemort with a gun? Do all wizards turn into ghosts? How do the owls know where to deliver the letters? What actually is magic? And why are all the bad guys in Slytherin? We've checked the books, and the answers aren't there. So if we want to figure it out, we're going to have to do a podcast about it. Podcast nine and three quarters a show where two sisters, us, delve way too deep into the lore of the Harry Potter series to try and answer all of these unanswered questions. It's a debate series. Half of the time we do real research, and half of the time we make dumb jokes and argue about how we think the story should have gone. Like how Harry definitely should have ended up with Hermione. Or have you considered Ron? Oh, Ron and Harry? Okay, okay, I'm listening. And if you want to listen, you can find our new episodes twice a month on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find great podcasts.
1: And we're back now. Uh, we are having some fabulous wine and some uh, cheese board here, but we do have a few more questions that we are going to ask Jess. If you need to follow her, check her out Jasmine India Rose on Instagram, and of course her amazing group. We'll ta- attach all the links at the bottom of this episode for you. Yes, Um, in the show notes. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have having questions. Okay, so,
0: and you can tell me if you don't want to talk about this. So, I want to talk about J.K. Rowling. Oh, please, Now, if you, so we're sitting in my lovely office, and if you see, I have her whole suite of books, (laughs) and then some. (laughs) I, huge Harry Potter fan, I love J.K. Rowling. I was surprised at the comments that she made, Mainly because, as a straight woman, a cis woman, I don't feel that you have the right to comment on anyone else's experience, right? So the comments that j k. Rowling made in a nutshell were basically saying that trans women were not real women. And my reaction to that was, "How do you know you're not a trans woman? absolutely <laughs> and, and and then and it's it's confusing for me as well because A woman is a woman is a woman. You know, there's nothing like, you have breasts, you're a woman.
2: (laughs) Her
1: her comments were made in response to uh, people being allowed to do sports when they were born... Were they? Male. Yeah. Okay. I just Googled it. Uh, They were born male and they were competing as women later Mm. on and they were winning. Her comments were based on it having an unfair
2: advantage. Is this...
1: Oh, okay. So maybe,
2: like, let's relate it back to me, yeah, who's okay. also trans. Yes. So being born a boy, you obviously get attributed things uh, towards you from the testosterone that courses through your body. So the, those type of things are your strength, your agility, that sort of, all of that sort of stuff. But once you start taking female affirming hormones... Mm. All the muscle tone falls off you, all your strength disappears. So, I don't quite understand how they would feel that a trans person would be at an unfair advantage when it comes to a sporting activity. It's just garbage, if you ask me. Okay.
0: Agree, and it's yes, yes, yes. and that just, and like that's, if a, just like
2: if a woman was to take testosterone, she would build muscle mass. And so, if that puts in, 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 if you think about it in those terms, if that person who was originally born a female and now identifies as male and has been taking testosterone, if they had their, if, if you know, if the governments and everything had their own way, that person would have to compete against other women and they would be at an unfair advantage because they are taking
0: yes, a testosterone.
2: Yeah. testosterone. Which, mm. which, which if, if, a, if a cis person was to take that, it would be classed as an illegal drug a anyway. St- a
0: steroid, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Yeah, and I uh, like. Per- uh-huh. Okay, I don't care about sport. <laughs> Neither do I. Really, right? I'm, <laughs> not really I'm not really. i have got really sporty. Right. Sorry, Australia. So I personally don't give a shit if a trans woman wants to go and. Com- it's just sport. Big fucking
2: deal. But f- obviously, think for some the, people, uh, if they're at the top of level of their sporting career, yes, who cares whether they were born a male or a female.
0: Right. And I, I know that Obviously there was... They
2: qualified to become...
0: Exactly, exactly. And I know there was talk when um, Caitlyn Jenner first transitioned where they said that they should take away her awards what? because, yes, they were right. saying that they should... Because she competed in the Olympics as a man back in the day. And they were saying, well, now that she's a woman, she doesn't deserve to have those yes. awards. I' she like, also
2: competed at as the time as, as a, man a man against men, Exactly,
0: so. exactly. Exactly, and and uh, and I just think the whole discussion is just kind of dumb, personally, because it, who cares, like who cares? I like that,
1: but some people do. There are people that do
0: care.
2: What's the question you got there?
0: God, I don't know. (laughs) My brain is just like. um, I
2: guess it all comes down to, we have these issues, these these polarizing issues about all sorts of things, Mm. even in terms of. What bathroom someone should use and what they shouldn't yes. use? Um, but I'm sorry, but if you know a transgender person is going to a bathroom, they're there to do their business and they're there to l- and then they're going to leave. They're not there for any other purpose. And whatsoever. it's no so one's so I business. Don't know how That is you know, insulting mm. to somebody else?
0: Mm. That's, and well, and you think about it, at home, do you have male and female bathrooms?
2: No, right? Things sex. Mhm: well.
0: Exactly. I just I feel that's silly. Um, now, you're married. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we're not married. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've managed to achieve the impossible. <laughs>
0: it is still eluding us. Um, <laughs> how did you meet your husband?
2: Okay, so I met my husband on Tinder of all places. But Thank you. having said that, I was a month into taking my hormones, so I was very, at the very beginning of my transition and mm-hmm. I was very protective of myself. And I thought I would use Tinder and, you know, some other sort of chat sites. Grinder. Yeah. yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. I'm That's pretty sure one. I would have had that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, to familiarise myself in how to communicate with the opposite sex, because oh, now, wow. suddenly, I'm coming from a different perspective. And I wanted to test if that theory was any different. Sure. And it absolutely is. Yeah. Women, women interact differently with men than they do men interacting with men.
0: Right.
2: So from that perspective, I wanted to see if somebody, if suddenly a man was going to be interested in me for who I am now, Mm. as opposed to who I used to be or, or my history up till that point. And I basically talked to him for over a month before we ever caught up in person and even when we did the first time it was more of a like a a friendship type basis and then from that moment on i started to feel more comfortable with him that i wanted to spend more time with him because i realized he accepted me for who i was yep. and didn't want to didn't wish to change me yep. just loved okay. me for who i was basically oh,
0: beautiful um as That's so gorgeous <laughs> as now presenting as a woman have you seen differences in how you're treated versus how you were treated yeah and
2: i and i also had that that discussion with people prior to transition i had a lot of people say to me why would you want to be a woman if you're going to be treated as Mm. you know second rate basically Yeah, yeah and and i didn't you know personally i didn't see there being a divide. In the beginning, uh, until I changed gender, basically. Mm. And then suddenly, I did see the world in a different light. Yes. And it was a bit shocking, to be honest.
1: Well, I'm so glad you brought that up, because mm. it's, it is a big change to do. Yes. All of a sudden, be at the top of the totem. Yeah. Well, it's
0: kind of like, if you're white, and you decide that you want to be black. Yeah. And you're, and you're like, oh, but, you know, everything's fine now. There's no racism anymore. and. And then, hello, there welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. And and it's those things that, like, on it, as a woman and as a black woman, you know, people, like, when you say, uh, this has happened to me, oh, no, it's just in your head. That's not real. That's not really how people are. Oh, you may be just misunderstood, yes, exactly. you know. And it's, it's how do you, you know, and it's you, you beat yourself up because you don't even know how to explain that to people.
2: Even in terms of the type of woman you are. Mm. So... I have always been from the beginning of my transition. You know, I'm a business owner. I am very independent. I'm very headstrong. I speak my opinions. I don't hold back. I'm quite a strong type of a woman. Yes, I, I would I would characterize myself as. So there is a difference in how, especially men, perceive how women should be, and Sometimes you know it's, a, it's, it's horrible to feel like you could be falling short because suddenly I'm not the 1950s housewife type. Yeah, I like to cook and clean and I, I want there to be a, um, you know, a 50-50 partnership. I don't want it to be me being a caregiver, looking after you, being a nursemaid for the rest of my life. That's not who I am. I have my own goals, I have my own, own ambitions. I don't want to apologise for those things. And it can be a bit of a shock when suddenly you're faced with men who, yeah, they say on the surface that they're interested in you, but once you, once it comes down to it, they don't like that. You know, mm. I run my own business; they don't like that.
1: Mm. They're intimidated by. It. I have
2: my own opinions. They just expect that. You know, my job is to fall into into place. place. Yeah. And them up. Yeah.
0: mm. Hmm. Yeah. And, was, and you said that that was a shock to realise that... I just
2: never really considered it myself. I just thought, hey, I'm going to become a woman and mm. all the things that I wanted in life will just materialise, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah. So And you you need to have so much inner strength to go after what you want and not cave to other people's expectations because uh, you know a lot of trans people, or oh, oh, I guess a lot of women in general, but a lot of trans women will transition and then may never have a relationship ever again in their life. They, they To get to that point, I had to really rationalise the fact that I could be alone for the rest of my life. Mm. And that me being true to myself was more important than to have a relationship. But then, you know, when you're trying to find that relationship or someone to share your life with, you want somebody who's not going to sit there and, and dictate to you how okay. you should be as a woman, yes. that's, that's not my and idea of a good time. No.
0: Did you yourself have your own ideas of how a woman should be or have you just always known that okay, this uh, is who I am? Yeah.
2: I have probably changed a little bit over time. So I guess it all stems down to what you were like when you were a young child. So yeah. I guess it's probably a generalisation, but, you know, every young girl wants to grow up, they want to get married, they want to have the husband, the wife, the, the kids, the family, the white picket fence, that, yes, yes. that fairy-tale-ish, you know, creation that they've made for themselves, but that's not what real life is about.
0: Right, yes.
2: And I think the older you get, the more you realise that those things that you once deemed so important to you or, or what you should hold yourself to are no longer important. They, mm. You can... you. You can have all sorts of other experiences and be just as happy with your life, yeah, I used to oh
0: my God, I used to dread that reality actually as a child, like I you'd hear about the marriage and the children and the white picket fence, and i it made me so sad and because that wasn't what I wanted That is not
2: I wanted thought to be by myself. No. <laughs> I honestly thought that that was what I wanted yeah but you know if i'm if I'm being true to myself, I think I was in love with this idea of love you know right. but yes. I wasn't really I didn't stop to consider all these other things. Mm-hmm. So yeah I got married and I had all of that experience but you know um, my marriage my, my wedding day was quite stressful it was I was having a lot of different feelings at the time than like, I thought yeah. I would. Uh, not that I would back out, but maybe my thought processes were changing a little bit like. Mm. Did we really need to go to this level to have a relationship that was, you know? Yeah, considered
1: yeah. normal. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. And how much
2: changes afterwards? Mm-hmm. My name changed. You know, mm-hmm. I went from being Jasmine and now I'm Mrs. Anderson. So like, um, that's a big change when you've just changed like pretty much all my names previous. Yeah. Like six months previous, I changed my name. So then I'm going back to change them all over again. Yeah. My, ide- my identity that I worked so hard to create has sort of shifted a little bit and it's trying to, mm. and it's trying to find where the comfortability in that is. Mm.
0: Now with that name change, did you change your certificates as well? Yes. So you did that twice? Yes. Oh my God.
2: Or technically I've done it more than twice. Yeah, <laughs> oh wow. So I was previously engaged to a, another partner before my transition and so my surname was changed to his surname And then, obviously, I transitioned. So when I transitioned, I changed my my first name, my middle names, and my surname Mm -hmm. back to my family name. Mm -hmm. And then within five months of that, I was getting married to my husband, and then my surname was changing again. Oh, my gosh. A lot of changing. A lot of changing, a lot of paperwork. (laughs) Yes.
1: Can I ask a personal question?
2: Sure. So
1: you did the... um you did the change, you did the change of life, the change of um, your business, yep. marriage, That's ma- massive change. Huge. Did you lose any friends?
2: Um, actually, most people had been very supportive of my change. I, I, I was initially very surprised about that. I think as a trans person, you prepare yourself for the fallout for what's gonna happen. Mm. And uh, you know, I I even thought that some family might might you know, yeah, say no this isn't for me kind of thing. So when I realised that people were just telling me that you know they love me for who I am that and and you know at work as well clients just like what I do they yeah. like me as a person that wasn't going to change just the outside of me was changing and. They could get behind that because they could see how much happier i was becoming over that time so um you know i probably lost a handful of friends if i'm being honest but i would have said that they would have been more like acquaintances and not really close friends anyway yeah. and i mean if somebody can't accept you for all of you then they shouldn't have any of you so. amen
1: we need to get an applause Soundbite. <laughs> She's so <everybody laughs> <doesn't laughs> amazing like that. We push the button. Round, round
0: of applause. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> <lovely. laughs> <really> it was lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. All right. Well, shall we wrap this up? All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've got what a we little game. We yes. We have a thing. A All right. So we have a little game that we like to play <laughs> okay. called Open Up. And uh, it's a game of questions. Okay. And so. We'll, we usually have. Usually, we don't play this with our guests, but we love you, so <laughs> you get to play it with us. So we're gonna have you pull one of these little yeah. pieces, and then you get to read the question, and we'll all three of us will answer the question. Okay. Now, some of these questions are really deep. Some are, huh? Um, <laughs> some
1: are random. Yes. <clears throat> All right, here we are playing. Open up. Open up.
0: That's what she said. <laughs> oh. No,
2: oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Do you want, <laughs> I want me to read it out? Yes, please. What one thing have you not accomplished that you think you'd regret on your deathbed if it remains undone? Ness. Holy
0: shit! Why did you go
1: straight
0: to
2: <laughs> That's a deep one. That's
0: very okay. deep.
1: <sighs> Gosh, what one thing have you not accomplished that you think? regret on your deathbed if it remains undone have we not had this question we haven't okay. um, we've
0: had similars but not this one particularly to be
1: honest with you and of course i am honest but even though some people can lie, i'm not right um, everything that i've set out to do I haven't, i've achieved i i may not have achieved it to the level of which I've, my dreams and my aspirations were at but i have in some small way achieved it and managed to feel good about myself um.
0: but you don't have anything that you want to do that you haven't done yet that you need to do like it ha- you, like you have to do it and if you d- if you were to die and you haven't done it no. really so you have no more dreams oh i've got my <laughs> <things>. <laughs> I've so sorry. that's what i'm saying yeah exactly Say so so, yeah. you haven't accomplished them yet. You're still working oh on them. So, which oh, well one you of them?
2: If you died and you didn't do
1: yeah,
0: so which one of those oh. dreams that you're working on.
2: Okay, okay. A little
1: bit of clarification on that one. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I mean, if I died without at least doing five more movies and plays, mm. five, I'm 45, so I think I've got at least 20 left in me. Yeah. If, I, if I didn't follow the path that I'm on right now, um, then I would be incredibly regretful because my f- soul needs fuel for it to be. As bright as it is. And oh, Jesus. To what?
0: No, I'm just saying that's inspirational. Yeah, it is inspirational. Uh, <laughs> <you>. More applause. <laughs> <laughs> the applause I feel it's for coming. In the
1: last few months, I've, I have actually connected inside and gone, what makes me feel good? What What can I do to, to continue down this path? And acting, performing, um, even dancing, although I'm petrified to go and dance again.
2: <gasps> do it. You should do it.
0: Mad okay. Dance House. Matt, I'll go with you. Mad Dance House.
2: What, what kind uh, of dancing are we talking here? A uh, pole? No. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I'll go with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right <laughs> outside. We got polls. We got polls. No,
0: um, <laughs> um, I really want to get
1: back into, I know it's silly, jazz ballet or even.
0: I'll <laughs> go do a jazz class or with you. theatre, Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll do a class with you. We can go to MAD. Let's I mean, let's I'll let's be let's worse go. than you, but we could uh, do uh, it. a strong history with dance. Exactly.
1: exactly. I've done it. But I also feel like part of me is missing if I don't do more dance. So there you yeah. go. Th- dance.
0: So if you don't do a dance class,
1: <laughs> if I don't dance again properly, that will be the biggest regret. All right. Because I loved dancing. I've done it since I was this big. People, I'm actually gesturing to five years. <laughs> Yeah. I've done it from this <laughs> big to now.
0: I was okay. more one foot, but she's not much <laughs> bigger now. <laughs> yeah. <it was> <laughs> 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 she Literally, was at her own head. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> we got there. We got there. All right, Jasmine. What one thing have you not accomplished that you think you'd regret on your deathbed if it okay, remained I've undone? Got three. Oh, oh. She's had time to think. name it.
2: Okay, so the first thing would be to complete my physical transformation. So, in my opinion, well, I. I don't think I'll be truly 100% happy with myself until I've physically completed... Completed. Surgically yep. completed my, mm-hmm. my transition. That will give me a great amount of enjoyment, I suppose, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> not in that respect. I'm like,
0: can we unpack maybe, that? <laughs> I would like to go a little bit deeper with that.
2: <laughs> uh, so the second one would be maybe to do something in which I could really inspire some more change within the world on a bigger scale. So whether it is, I don't know, TV. Uh, Film. I know, documentaries. I don't know. <gasps> Ooh, something, a documentary. Something, something to do with, I guess, the trans community, mm. as you know, and being able to help bridge the gap uh, that still remains within society um, about how people are treated and inadequacies yes. and um, that would also be good and the third thing for me probably to have children I guess. <laughs> okay uh, stop <laughs> you were going so well not necessarily <laughs> my own children but like to take some somebody out of a you know Less than savory situations, sure. and help build their life and, and give them a stable environment in which they can grow and they can achieve their goals.
0: I am completely available for adoption. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: worries. In Australia, there's a lot of wonderful foster groups, and mm. children of so many communities need you. So if you want to be a foster, I group, think too. You like there's to this part child. of me,
2: there's this part of me that feels like. Um, if I was to die tomorrow, what would be left to remember me by, basically? Mm. And I think that's the only thing that... Well, that's not the only thing, but, you know, that that's the connection, I think, to having children or... Uh,
0: Building a legacy. Yeah. yeah. Having somebody
2: mm. to tell stories about mm. who you used to be. Otherwise, you just disappear. Mm. Like, you never Witness. existed. That's
0: what YouTube videos are for. No, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Mm, it's lovely. All
3: right,
1: Asabi. What one thing have you not accomplished that you think you'd regret on your deathbed if it remains undone?
0: Writing my screenplay. Oh. Tortured artist.
2: What sort of screenplay are we talking?
0: So I have this idea for a film that I've had for years. and Starring me. <laughs> no, <Absolutely. laughs> starring me, but she's <laughs> in it. <laughs> Ness is in it. Um, she has a big role. Off screen. He's just like, bring it back. Calm down. Oh, yeah. So it's a story that I've been wanting to write for years, literally for years, and I've just never, I j- like I've written the treaties for the, uh, the, not the treaties, the 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 treatments. I've done that, but I have not just sat down and just laid out the story. It's all in my head. Yeah, it's all literally in my head, and and I've even m- I've mentioned it. to, I have a friend, I have a number of friends who are filmmakers, and I I had a conversation with one filmmaker and, and went through it, and she was like. That is a great story. Why haven't you written it? I don't know. And I haven't. And so that that's my legacy. That would be my legacy. That would be my regret if I don't get this out and get, well, done to get it done. Well, once you started it,
2: yeah. yeah, you won't have any sort of closure yeah. until you finish that. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, I will
1: make an effort to everyday ask you.
0: The <laughs> no, like please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm writing, I'm writing. You want to just see your part, don't you? Yeah, she does. Yeah. It's a big part. See? Ish. <laughs>
1: been a pleasure Jess, having you here thank you so much for talking to us and being so honest and open mm. don't forget to follow her on instagram at jasmine india rose
0: and her facebook group mm. i can't remember the name <laughs> no, the link
1: at the bottom there it's been an absolute pleasure talking thank you so much
0: yes thank you and this is asabi and my name is vanessa and we're wine and sympathy bye